Welcome back, guys. It is Thursday. Uh, normally, we tell you that we record on Wednesday, but truthfully, it's actually Thursday this time. Um, we're all out of whack because we couldn't record on Wednesday night. And uh, due to some unforeseen technical issues that are not limited to, but may include me not having my recording headphones and not being at home, the sound quality may be kind of weird and is also Thursday, so we're all kind of thrown off, but we're going to make it happen because that's what we do. We persevere, we push through uh, to bring you the high quality content that you deserve every week. And uh, my name's McCarty. Um, that You're going to hear from Nate here in a second. I'm not even going to give him a chance to say hey. And uh, we do this every Thursday. This is the first of all podcast, and uh, we're going to jump right into it. So I was at a gender reveal party. Which, first of all, I, I say I put the emphasis on veal when I say gender reveal. I don't know why, but you know, it's, it reveal is like reveal, but I say mm-hmm. gender reveal. Well, also, I don't know why I do that. The thing, uh, the thing is, we always say it's a gender reveal party when that's not true. It's a baby's gender reveal. Like I used to say, my because my sister had one too. She's pregnant and i said i got to go to my sister's gender reveal it's like no i don't my gender my sister's gender is already very clear it's the baby's gender reveal so you have to put emphasis on the baby too yeah and i I don't know if that's just one of those things people over time have said let's make that something that you know is is an unspoken thing you don't need to say it but i agree you say you want to come to my gender reveal party we know it's not yours we know you know right okay so anyway i'm at this party and um, I'm speaking with the future mother and she's having twins by the way. And they did it in a really cool way. I don't, I don't really, the story is relevant, but she brought up that she was looking at Facebook groups for twins. And I didn't even know that they had such a thing, but people who have twins, they have these face group, uh, Facebook groups for, well, she said something that was very interesting to me. She said that there's a, there's a group of people who have, I don't even remember the word that she used, but I want to say gender disappointment. For when, for when they find out the gender, because they had such a, an idea of what they wanted, um, and then they didn't get that thing. And I had just never heard of that. Yeah, my sister, I mean, that's my only experience with it, so I'm going to keep referring to her. But she told – so, spoiler, if you care, I mean, other people haven't seen it, but they, she is having a little girl. And also, we always say a little girl. Like, yeah, it's little. It's coming out of the womb. It has to be little. That's the only way. Anyway, um, she is having a little girl, but she told herself and told everybody that she was fully convinced it was a boy, but not because she wanted a boy, because she didn't want to be disappointed because she really wanted a girl. So she just told herself and like mentally prepared to have a boy. And then if it came out of a boy, she would be excited, obviously. But if it came out a girl, she'd be even more excited. So I understand what that disappointment is like. I didn't know that facebook groups existed for i didn't know that was like a traumatic you know ps post-traumatic stress thing that ptsd for you know getting the wrong gender or whatever but yeah that's not surprising also i think we underestimate like how many different types of facebook groups there really is because like when i was looking for an apartment in atlanta i could have i could have joined one of like i'm not even exaggerating like a hundred groups of like people looking for roommates or like apartments or whatever. So I just think there's Facebook groups for basically anything that you want. 
Yeah, and I, I think that's true too. And I'm, it's just funny that she found that. And I want to look at it just to see what people are saying about it because I think it's kind of like a support group. I, I don't, I'm not really sure. But the only thing that I could think of during this whole thing was like, it's sad that they're disappointed about it and I don't have any experience with it. Like last night, this girl had already had a boy and she was having twins. So like the chances are higher to have a girl, right? Because you're having two of them. I would yeah. think, I don't know the, I don't know the, you know, whatever biology of it, but I can understand a gender disappointment a little bit. If you had the boy and then the chances are you getting two more boys, one boy, one girl or two girls, you would obviously want a boy and a girl or a girl and a girl. Like if you, if you want a girl, like that's the mm-hmm. main goal. And this girl got both, both of them are boys. And so I can kind of understand the gender disappointment. Like I'm never going to have a girl because that's the last kid she wants to have. I can get that. But like, if it's your first kid and you're just like, dang it, I really wanted a girl or I really wanted a boy. I just, I can't get behind that. I can't support that. Well, I was going to ask for the gender reveal party. I don't know that I've ever seen one with twins because that can make it like a little complicated. Cause let's say they're like popping a balloon or whatever. And, they pop the balloon and it comes out blue and it's like, wait, you know, we still have one more to do. Let's see what that one is. So it's just like doing a gender reveal for, I guess you would do it. Like you would do like a blue would be both boys. Red would be both girls. And then you do purple. If it was like one of each, I feel like that would be like the way to do it. Cause when you pop the balloon or you hit the golf ball or whatever you do, it's a very like climactic event and you can't just like do another one for the second baby. Like it's not nearly as exciting the second time. So I guess you'd have to, I feel like my idea, I just nailed it with that. So what, what did they do? What, what, how did they go about doing both? of them? Well, I, I agree with you. I didn't even think of purple like that. That is an awesome idea. Now I, I could see people being like, you know, maybe it was that blue, you know, like yeah. being, being extra about the colors and not really knowing, but what they did and it sounds extra but they, uh, it's actually pretty cheap in the scale of things, but they did fireworks. And so they didn't tell anybody prior to, we did a hayride out to this really nice area, but they didn't explain prior to what was going to happen. So they set off this firework and it just, um, it shot off blue, like a ton of times. There was just like a bunch of blue. So everybody obviously and naturally was like, okay, there's two boys right there. Well, then it turns out there's two fireworks. So it was just a bunch of blue. We thought it was two boys. It was really just the one saying it was a boy. So they brought out another firework, and then you get your hopes back up again. They shot the second firework off, and it was blue. So that's how they did it. Um, they were excited. I mean, it's it's more kids, so what, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, I don't – I guess that makes sense. I mean, that, they probably didn't think of the purple thing. And I, no, no I'm, a, I'm a genius, so, of course, I thought about it. Um, my sister – I mean – it does sound extra that they did fireworks, but it's extra to do a baby's gender reveal party. <laughs> like, obviously, I mean, if you're going to do it, then you have to do it big. My sister, my my brother-in-law is a huge golfer, and he hit he hit a golf ball, and it was cool. I mean, I, I thought it was a cool idea. What what it sounds like to me, and you correct me if I'm wrong, you're the people that were doing the gender reveal. So they're the the people having the twins. They knew the genders and then they were trying to tell everybody else is that right no they had they had one of the husband's or future father's sister knew one and then the groom or the future mother's sister knew one and they each didn't tell the other one what it was so that they could be surprised too 
Okay. That all right. Then that they did it right, and that's good. Mm-hmm. But like my sister was telling me that some people, some couples will like find out themselves and then put on the gender reveal party for like all their friends and family to find out. I'm like that's not the point. Like we no. don't care really. Like I, if my sister knew, I'd just be like, just tell me. Like I'm gonna love the kid. I don't really have a preference at all. So the gender reveal is more for the parents. So in my sister's case, like her best friend is the only one that knew and she, you know, bought all the stuff or whatever. But I, that didn't make sense to me at all that people would like find out themselves and then want to tell their friends and family. I'm like you're missing the whole point of the surprise. Like you're the one that's supposed to be surprised. So at least your friend did. Yeah. And I wouldn't even care. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even care to go to one where they already knew the gender. Like I 75% of the reason I would like to go is to see how the, how the future mother or father reacts to it. Yeah. That's, that's like the raw footage that you, that you want to have. So I'm at the beach right now. Um, and I'm like, it is for vacation for sure. But like, also I work remotely so I can, I'm like still doing work here and I'm actually doing it. Some people are like, I'm going to, you know, work a little bit and then they don't actually, but I promise you like I, I did. And I still am. I'm on phone calls every day. So I was still working. Um, But the thing that we did yesterday, so a little bit of context, you know, when you go to the beach and you're like on vacation and you might want to get like a pontoon boat or do like a a sea-doo tour or like dolphin viewing, like all those random things that you have to pay like a little bit of money to do. My family, we are our friends that we've known for a long time. It's actually my former babysitter when I was growing up for like a lot of years she moved down here and met a guy down here and married him. And now they own that business where you like rent the boats from and you get the sea dues and stuff. So it's like a pretty awesome, they're awesome people, but also like we get free boats. So that's a really big part of our friendship. And I think that, you know, when you have a service like that, like be hospitable and we love them for that. So that's part of the reason that we come a lot. I actually haven't been down here in a really long time, but um, it was, it was like, I never, you know, like I'd never left cause we're just, we picked up where we left off. But anyway, yesterday we took one of the boats out and we went stone crabbing. Nate, have you ever heard of that? I have never been stone crabbing. All right. So I don't really know why they're called stone crabs cause they don't really look like stones at all, but they, a stone crab lives in the bottom of the ocean as most crabs do. And it's in like pretty shallow water, probably like you could stand. So like maybe like four or five feet deep and you, you look on, you look from the boat into the water, the water has to be pretty clear and you find these little holes. And the reason, the way you know that the hole is there is these stone crabs, they dig out the hole from the bottom. So the, the white sand, like the fresh sand makes this little round patty kind of thing. And you can like see them from, from the boat and then you kind of stop the boat you drop you get in the water and then you stick your hand in their hole so all of that sounds like decently normal the problem is these stone crabs have huge claws huge like three or four inches of claws and you're supposed to just stick your hand in there and grab them and they're very capable of grabbing you with their claws and they they're very strong so they can like rip through your gloves that you have on it happens a bunch of times and it hurts so i did not want to do it like it just doesn't sound like something that a human should be doing like they built their little hole there and they're like really strong with these calls and very unpredictable and you can't see in the hole so why are we going down there like i it's not 
I don't think we need to do it. The crab meat is fine, but it's not that good. So it's just not worth sticking your hand in the hole. Anyway, the guy that we were with, he talked me into doing it and they're not always in the hole. Sometimes they late, they have left or somebody's already gotten in that hole and they're not there anymore. So I did it twice. The first hole, I, there was nothing in it. The second hole, I reached down in there and I got him and luckily for me so i didn't say this but when you get the crab you're only allowed to take one of their claws because that's their defense mechanism if you take both then they're totally useless and helpless and they're going to get killed so you take one and you just snap it off of them that's literally it It like doesn't hurt them at all you just snap it off and then you put it in a bag and you move on so sometimes you might catch a crab that only has one claw so i on my second try i reached down in there i grabbed the guy really quick it could have been a girl i don't know I grabbed the crab really quick. It only had one claw, so it couldn't reach around with the second one and clip me. So that one didn't, it didn't hurt or anything. It didn't, you know, I didn't get bit or whatever you want to call it. And he only had one and he was small, so we didn't get to keep it. There's like a certain length that they have to be in order to keep it and to like have good meat. Um, but I caught, that was the second try. I caught one and I was like, I don't need to do this again. Like, this is fine. I'm not risking getting clawed and it just, I don't want to, the fear of the unknown was like enough for me. I caught one and I was like, I don't need to do that again. But the guy I was with, he would go down and get a lot of them. And he kept coming up and showing like the battle wounds of like where the crab like tore through his glove or like when he was bleeding and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? This is just not for me. My precious little event planner hands just don't need to be involved in this. So I guess my question to you, Nate, is would you do it? Based on my description, would you do it? That's a that's a tough one, and and only because I would do I love crab. I mean, I would I would eat crab meat every day if I could. I'd probably ruin the taste, but I'd eat it every day if I could. It's just it's the question is what lengths would I go to? I don't. Does a net not work in this situation? No, they're like deep in this hole. Like the holes can be like two feet deep. So and it's not like a it doesn't go straight down. It's more like they once they get under the sand they kind of build like a little tunnel so you can stick your arm in there and it's about the width of your arm and they're at the very back of it so you have to grab them they're in there sideways so you grab kind of like their elbow but they can reach around with their other claw and get you that's the one you got to be careful for so it's not like it's not super deep it's not like this huge hole that you have to like swim in with scuba gear or anything you can get in there like we didn't even have snorkels so you just go under for like a quick second try to grab them and then bring them out and then you grab both their claws so they don't get you. I don't, I don't think we should trust the ocean as much as we do. I don't think we should just, I don't think we should really be in there in the first place, let alone sticking our arms down holes that we can't see into. It doesn't seem, I don't, I don't think we should trust the ocean ocean life that much. Yeah, I agree. And like, I, I, I wanted to do it to say I did it, but like, if I didn't get a crab the second time I tried, I probably wouldn't have tried a third time. And it was like, it's just not me. These, these, the family that we're with, they're beach bums in every way. Like they don't wear shoes hardly ever. It's not because they're uncivilized. They are like so hard and they like, they're all very smart people and they, they're really good business people. So like, I'm, it's not an intelligence thing. It's just the culture and lifestyle that they live. And they're just fearless. Like my mom told me a story of one of the kids. They're all like 10 years old and younger, younger, but they can like walk and talk and move around and whatever. But they drop, they like drop their popsicles on the ground and just pick it up and eat it. Like they don't even care that it gets sand on it. Like they're just like that. So 
they have no problem sticking their arms all the way down in a hole and not knowing what's on the other side of it. And I didn't grow up like that. And so I have a little bit of fear of it. And also the crab meat is delicious. Like I liked it. They cooked it and, and I liked it and I would eat it again, but you have to work so hard to get the meat out of the claw shell that it's like almost not worth it. You know, it's like, well, if, you know, I would just pay somebody to just make, do that for me and just serve it to me. But like, I don't really want to do it myself. So I understand that it's fun and then you get to eat it and like all that's like a little bit rewarding, but also I just, it's not that rewarding. Like I don't have to go out and kill the cow that I eat my hamburger with. So I don't, I don't need to do that anymore. I've always found it as an art form though. Not so much, not like, Oh, you know, you're being funny kind of thing, but like or literally an art form to crack those things open. Cause I see people who struggle with it. You've seen me pull crab meat out of a crack. You know, it's one crack, crack it open. You pull the whole strip out. You've seen me do that, right? Yeah, I've seen you do it. I think you really just have had to have had crab. And it's not so much work after that, but it's also worth it. You know, you're you're really you're really working for your food. I do agree that you don't kill the cow. I think it might be just a tad different with the cow. But I do agree um, that for the most part, we don't do much for our food. I, I don't know if that says a whole lot about us or where we're at, but I do agree with you. So one last little funny thing is that I will say that these crabs that we were catching – we're free range crabs. So there, you know, I don't want anybody to think that we're, you know, we're eating caged crabs. They were cage free, cage free on the crab meat. So I have two quick things and I, Nate, Nate, I know you have one more thing. So, uh, when I was driving down from Atlanta to Panama city, which is actually not a bad drive. Um, if you know me at all, I hate driving long distances. So it's really hard to talk me into driving like more than maybe two hours. But anyway, it wasn't a bad drive, but we drove through Alabama and, I mean, Alabama is a state that exists. They have a really good school. Well, they have a good football team at the school. I don't even know anything about the actual school, but the University of Alabama's football team is great. Other than that, I don't know much about the state of Alabama. And what I found out is there is some very strangely named towns when you go through Alabama. And a lot of states in the South are like that because there were like Native Americans that live there and there's like really old civilizations. So like, like they all have like very strange names. Um, one name that I came across that I had to write down the towns in Alabama. I don't know anything about it. We just drove through it. There was a sign that said the town's name is pineapple pine space apple. That's the town. And I just don't think you're allowed to do that. So the, the fruit of pineapple, which overrated, first of all, pineapples aren't that good. You can, you can make me eat one. Like I'm fine with eating it, but like I never need to eat another one in my life. They're severely overrated, but they do have a monopoly on naming things pineapple. Like you're not allowed to name a town pine space apple. So that town, I think either has to go away or they have to come up with a different name because the fruit already has a monopoly on it. Yeah. And it's just not very creative, uh, frankly, you know, I don't, I don't know if there's pineapples there, but to just, to just settle and say, you know, let's, let's look around. What's, what's this guy's favorite fruit. And then he's like pineapple. There's your town. It's not really creative. No, it's not. And it, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be a thing. And, you know, we're not looking at other towns in Texas or Tennessee and, and, you know, naming them watermelon or, you know, or a grapefruit. We're not doing that. So you, you are not allowed to do it either, Alabama. And it's time for you to change. The other thing, not related to anything uh, in my vacation uh, the last week or so, but I saw, I, I can't remember what I was watching it probably was an NFL game because NFL fans are the most obnoxious and annoying. 
And I look, I like watching football, but NFL fans make me not want to watch NFL football because they wear too much sports gear. They wear too much. So I think that we have to make a universal rule that you can only wear one sports memorabilia to claim your team, and that's it. So if you're wearing – I think I saw a guy that had on – it was like a – oh, you know what? It was a Tennessee fan. It was a Tennessee Vols fan, which is my least favorite sports team in the world. Um, he had on a, a Vols jersey. He had on orange pants with a T on them. Then he had shoes that were white and orange, and he had a hat on. And I'm like, that, that, that's a costume is what that is. That's not, that's not showing your sports fandom. That's too much. That's obnoxious. So it has to be a Halloween costume. There's no other way you can justify wearing, first of all, that much orange. No one likes that wearing orange, but also that much of your team's gear. Like we get it. If you wore one shirt, we got that. You, we know which team you're rooting for. We don't need to, the rest of it. And your team is not going to play better based on the amount of gear that you have on so i think we have to make a rule a universal rule that you can only wear one thing and it you know that one thing could be limited to like your belt buckle or you know like maybe a hat or like a keychain but you only get one you get one identifier and that's it well and i don't think those people know the scale like there's no scale for them because like me who I, I watch sports. I'm in, you know, fantasy leagues and everything. I've never been to a sporting event. And I know that this isn't, like, a, a big thing. But I've never worn any gear of the team I was going to watch other than one time. Um, it was in high school. I was sweating uh, on my, you know, like, armpits. And, like, I was nervous that people would see that. So I bought a really expensive Pacers sweater, and I put that sweater on. Uh, that's the only time I've ever worn sports stuff is that memorabilia is that the word sports memorabilia yeah. Yeah. to the actual sporting event that i was at maybe i've accidentally worn a, a wrong shirt to to something else but i've never done anything else um so i don't think that they know there's a scale i think they just it's like either i'm going to go to this game with nothing on or i'm going to wear every single thing they have that's that color for that team i don't think they've ever scaled it down well, also, I think what the thing we're missing about your story is you were sweating from your armpits, and yet you bought something that would make you sweat more, which would be a sweater. So I don't, I don't understand the strategy behind that at all. It covers up so you can't see the sweat. I'm, I'm okay with sweating. I just don't want other people to know I'm sweating. Well, back to the sports thing. It's, look, the thing is, I don't even have to elaborate on it more. Like, you get one shirt, you get one hat. You only can wear one. You have the whole point of wearing that stuff is identifying with that team or identifying that you're a member of the fan club of that team. And that's fine. I am a fan of certain teams. What Nate is saying is that he has no strong allegiance to really any team. And that's fine too. Not everybody loves being, you know, like supporting a certain team, but you just have to identify that you're a fan and that's it. You don't need to go over the top with this. Like your, your team just doesn't play better when you, when you wear all that stuff. And so you, it's, there's just no reason for it. It's, it's obnoxious. It hurts my eyes. And I just don't think your priorities are right. If you're spending your money on that much gear, like get a better seat at the venue or just buy season tickets or something, just do something different with your money to support the team other than buying full body suits of gear. Well, speaking of, uh, speaking of gear and speaking of the ocean, this is uh, right on my topic. I've been watching a lot of uh, Shark Tank lately. Do you watch Shark Tank? I do love Shark Tank, but it has nothing to do with the ocean. It it doesn't, other than the fact that sharks are in the ocean. 
But I need to say something about Shark Tank because, and this is more of a, it's not a plug. It's just something for myself. I want people to know this. And then I have a question for you. But two things that I have invented in my life. I have thought of these things. And at the time I looked them up, these things did not exist. And McCarty can confirm. I think at least one of these. But the first idea I had forever ago was to have these little finger gloves that were attached to messy chips, right? So I'd get maybe like a cent per one of these things that went out. But if they went out with all messy chips, then I'd be a, you know, a trillionaire. But the idea was that you stick these little disposable gloves on the on your fingertips so that you can eat the chips that are messy without any mess on your fingers. And I know some people like to lick the stuff off their fingers but for the most part that i've seen people just go wash their hands so i i thought of that and then years later down the road of course somebody invented it but the other one was a basketball app that if you're anywhere in the world you can get on this app and say i'm playing at this court and other people can come and play with you so you can get the numbers that you need well last night i just saw that pitched on shark tank so mccarty do you think that i'm some kind of entrepreneurial genius or I've just been lucky twice? Uh, well, I do want to talk about the app. So I'll answer your question and then we can talk about the app. But um, I think my first thought is you're an idea person, but you can't, you can't make it happen. So I don't want to be insulting, but the reality is you have the ideas, but not the motivation or ambition to actually do the thing. Okay, so, so truth hurts. All right, keep yeah, going. Well, I'm, I want I want you to I want you to make these ideas come to fruition, and I think that if you had the proper resources and motivation, you could do it. So you're just that guy at the party, you know that that uncle with no job that's always like, "Hey guys, I have a new idea," and then you know three weeks later it comes out that somebody else is doing it, and then he claims that he was the first. You know, you don't want to be that uncle. So I think that. Either you stop telling people your ideas or when you explain the idea to somebody, you say, I'm never going to do it. You know, you give them that qualifier and say, I'm never going to do it, but here's a good idea. You know, like you have to own that you're probably not going to make it happen, but at least you came up with the idea. Okay. I can go with that. Yeah. So write that down. I had an idea one time that uh, you, I mean, valet parking is not a revolutionary idea and not even at strip malls or like big like indoor malls, but you would have a valet service that you'd have on your phone or you could text the number and they would come get your shopping bags for you and put it in your car. That's my idea. Okay. Well, and they they have the the whole revolution of curbside pickup now, you know, the, the, you do it on the app and they walk it out to your car. Yeah. But you, yeah, that's true. You could do that with a mall. Like here's the list of stores and what do you want? Like you just swing by the mall and they bring all the shirts that you want out. Yeah. I can go with that. I mean, that's, that's, I'm, I was going to, I was going to generalize it and say that's more of a, a, a guy thing. Cause guys always know what they want when they go get it. Um, but let me, let me scale it down. So I'm not saying it about all women, but my wife does not know what she wants ever. So the mall is more of a, let's walk around and, and see what I want kind of thing. Yeah. And that's where like, but you know, if you buy like hundreds of dollars worth of stuff and you're not done shopping, you text little Timmy to come get your bags and take them to your car. So you're not just continuing to load them around. Like, okay. That's, that's the idea. I can get behind that. The, the idea that, that I have and the whole reason I want to talk about this, cause I have a new idea. Um, if somebody steals it, it's, it's kind of fine. 
because um, it is a good idea. I just want it to be on record here that I came up with it. It's a it's a hammock for your beach towel. So you got these like two, uh, I don't even know what to call them, like two things that would you would stick in the sand like six feet apart, and you stake. would stick. Nah, not really. St- you you would stake them in, yes, but they're not. I don't know. Let me describe it, and you'll know what I'm talking about. You stick the corners of your towel in each of them, and you tie the corner off. Okay, so each corner is elevated off the ground and off the sand, let's say sand, and you lay on the towel, and you create your own hammock with your beach towel. And this does two things. You can relax easier, and sand is not, every time you shift, it's not getting on the towel. So you elevate the corners of the sand, of the corners of the towel so that the sand doesn't get on it. Right, and it ends up being like a hammock. I haven't thought of a smart name yet, but I wanted to leave it with our listeners. And if you guys have a name, if you have a way to execute this idea, put it on our Facebook for uh, the First of All podcast, and uh, maybe we get it going and we're, and we're rich and we don't have to, we don't even have to, you don't have to hear from us anymore. Yeah, Nate, if he really was like trying to promote the podcast and also be creative, he could draw it up for us and we could put it on the Facebook page. So we'll see if he does that or not. Probably not, but it's at least a thought. I just, I don't even know like what that would look like on a drawing. Like it would just be like a, you know, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. All right. We'll give it a try, man. We'll see what you come up with. So, um, I'll, I'll wrap us up here. We're right at 30 minutes, which is for those that are listening, that's usually our goal is about 30 minutes long. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, again, this has been the first of all podcast. Um, my name is McCarty and that is Nate who you heard. And uh, we do this every Thursday. Uh, we post on Thursdays and you can catch us here every week. We have a Facebook page. Uh, where we post episodes um, and if you really want to keep up to date turn the notifications on like the page um, and just use that as your resource to find all things about this podcast we appreciate you guys listening Uh, we will be here again next week next thursday uh, and we look forward to uh, talking more with you then thanks guys see you next week